Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Hey, welcome to the Chris Betts versus podcast. This week's episode was so much fun. I don't know if you watched the live stream. Probably not if you're listening. It would be remarkable if you did both. But thanks if you did. Just a reminder, all the episodes that you hear are live streamed first while we record them. So if you uh, ever want to join in, you can do that through the comments. This one in particular was a versus the audience. So for five pounds, people were able to join the game and actually argue with me. And they put up a hell of a fight. This was a real back and forth. We talked about... Oh, the benefits of public nudity, the quality of my dick personally. Uh, my wife even gets involved on that one, which was nice. You know, we talked uh, about an archaeologist regretting all the, the skeletons that he's dug up, which was very interesting. A sweet man who uh, wished he had bought comic books that he felt that he didn't deserve. What, what kind of great person has that low self-esteem? I feel like there's never been a bad person who has that inclination. I learned a lot about netball, which is not a sport back home. It's a very British, apparently very sexist sport, as I found out. But uh, it's this is such a fun episode. Laura Lex is the guest judge, and she crushed it, as always. She's one of my absolute favorite judges. She gets right in there. There's no hesitation. She gets her hands dirty. She's, she's recommending stuff. At some point, she's making arguments for me because she just can't hold back. It's um, it's a really, really fun episode. So I hope you enjoy it. As always, if you want to hear the extra episode that we recorded afterwards, you can do that on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash, Chris, or slash Mr. Chris Betts. Even if you're not interested in the episode, you just want to support the show, you can do that there. That's always welcome. It's about three pounds a month. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Mr. Chris Betts. It's Mr. Chris Betts. And you can find out about the streams that are going on if you want to participate in the ones that are coming up, where throughout December I don't have any versus the audience ones booked in right now, but I've got some great comedians. I've got uh, Glenn Wool with Paul Byrne coming up next week, and um, Jess Fosicue and Eleanor Tiernan. Then it's John Hastings and Dylan Gott of the Wrestler Review podcast, a couple great Canadian comedians. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and Alice Fraser and Laura Davis. It's such a bunch of great shows. So if you want to watch those in the stream and comment to join the argument, you can do that live on the stream in the chats. I think I've rambled enough about this now, so enjoy the show. I'll be back at the end for a quick sum up. But for now, here's Chris Betts versus the audience featuring guest judge Laura Lex. So guys, please welcome to the screen your judge for today. Laura Lex. Hello. Hey, hey dude. Welcome. Thanks for playing. Hey, thanks for having me. It's How nice to be doing this not on a wobbly bus. Yeah, I mean, you say that. I mean, I miss the bus so much. It's so weird. It's, I don't uh, know. The wobbling, the wobbling made me feel like, <laughs> oh, God, we're all going to die. Oh, I'm sure the bus ads. was safe, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it drives anymore. I think they just pick it up, load it onto the back of a bigger bus, and drive it down the street. Uh, for... That's capitalism for you. That's it. Just it works, you know. It's efficient. Um, 
where are you? You look like you're in an attic. I am in a 70s comedy club in New York. Uh, (laughs) Had it installed when it turned out all gigs were going to be in my living room. I am in the attic of my house. Um, It's my office because me and my husband both work from home, obviously. Everyone does. And he can't stand up up here. So I got the office. He got the garage. Sneaky. That's a great spot. That's good work. All right, so uh, Laura, you remember how this all works. We we argue back and forth. You mess with us and decide who argued best, not who's yes. right. That's very important. Okay. Because I have won some arguments lately where I was not right. I was very wrong. <laughs> I was incredibly wrong. I um, I won an argument in favor of QAnon last week. That's where we're at. I don't see. I don't know what that is. What it? What? It, never mind. We haven't got time. But it's a, I'm sure it's a it's fucking a black hole. Thing. It's right. it's super bleak, but uh, hell of a name. I mean, QAnon. They one thing I got to give these all right guys is they can fucking name something. What does that? What does that mean? I thought it was Quanon. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say it out loud before. It's QAnon. A, it's a duck-based conspiracy. Quackanon. Quanon. Uh, <laughs> Sounds a bit like a, an antidepressant, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, I'm on Quanon. Yeah. Oh, bit of yeah. nausea. I tried that when Zoloft wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, so so you're going to be judging. Uh, we're going to have five rounds. Uh, the first round is uh, the audience gets to decide the topic, and so um, it'll be. So we have a, a, about ten minutes of a first round, then a two minute speed round, then a ten minute round, then a two minute speed round, then a judge's choice round where you get to decide the topic. Okay. So I don't know what that is, and I won't know until the last second when the audience finds out. But I am uh, looking forward to it. Jamali, uh, uh, I had to argue in favor of apartheid against Jamali Maddox last time I played against him. So (laughs) just to give you an idea of where we're at. Uh, So uh, we're going to get the game going. So how we will start is audience guys, you get to decide who let's go to the uh, gallery view here to see who we got in. Um, SJ Summer, how's it going? You look so fucking cool. Please uh, uh, unmute yourself so we can play the game. Vasilis, right back at you. Vasilis, how's it going, man? This is my friend Vasilis. He's in an amazing band. Everyone go to Gallery View. He's the best. My wife is here. Her name is Mrs. Betts. Ah, guys, I'm having such a nice time already. (laughs) So uh, we're going to uh, decide on what the first topic is going to be. Like I said, uh, I'm arguing against you. So you guys got to get involved. Uh, uh, This is basically feel free to vent. We've all been in our houses for a year now. So just let your craziest shit out. Uh, so the first options for topics are either uh, uh, get out of here. Uh, get out of here is uh, something that we just don't need anymore. Uh, my personal option is horses. What are we doing with horses? Uh, just send them out in the mountains and leave them alone. But just as an example, we don't fucking need horses anymore. So get out of here is that kind of thing. Something that, that's still kicking around that we horses, don't need. Though, we wouldn't know how fast cars went because they're measured in horses. We could always measure them in Usain Bolts. Oh, good. I like that. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so uh, we've got get out of here or uh, we can do shouldn't be a crime. Shouldn't be a crime is very simple. It's where you tell me something that is illegal that you think shouldn't be or vice versa. So uh, we do everything according to cheer here. Everyone's unmuted except for Paul, who's still making his sauce. I'm so impressed with him. It's such a <laughs> such an industrious <laughs> audience member. Uh, so guys, uh, give me a cheer for uh, get out of here on three. One, two, three. Nothing. Nobody. You guys mm-hmm. want the law thing. We won't even do a cheer. <laughs> you nobody wanted that. That's great. You're a team already, you guys. We just started. Dorian made it home safe. Dorian, good. Yay. Yay. Uh, so we're going to do uh, shouldn't be a crime. So uh, we're going to start the round. Guys, hit me 
what do you think should no longer be a crime? Public nudity. I'll give you that one. There you oh. go. I've started it off. Oh, okay. Straight out of the judge's chambers. Fair enough. All right. Uh, public nudity. You know what? I mean, nothing makes me feel better about my dick than seeing other dicks. <laughs> like, as long as it's not in porn, that one hurts me. But regular dicks, get out of here. Come on, guys. There's if I if a bunch of dudes were just walking around flopping left and right like a, a terrible metronome, I uh, <laughs> I'd feel great about myself. I'd I'd go home feeling confident. I uh, I don't have a I don't have a great dick. It's fine. It'll do. You know, it's like um, if it was a band, it would be the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I object to that. I'm sorry. Hang on, I need to hear this objection. Is this objecting? Is the dick better than he's saying, or are the goo goo dolls better than he's saying? Fair question. The goo goo dolls being involved in any kind of analogy that has to do with any dick that I touch. So, okay, okay, all right, noted. That was a dodged question. That felt like she just burned my dick. That felt like she she wouldn't commit, and I'm hurt a little. The first Google Don't albums are actually pretty good. And I'm sure your penis is good for the first two albums. <laughs> Thanks, Vasilis. It's like the Google Dolls. It's got a couple good singles, but overall, like you wouldn't buy an album, you know, you wouldn't commit to them. The you first never... two, the first two, I, I stand by them. And I stand by your penis. Thanks, man. But it's, it's, the, kind, it's the kind of thing where would you, would you pay for a ticket to see them or would you only go see them if someone gave you a free ticket? <laughs> Now or back in time? The I'm same talking, goes for your penis. I'm talking right uh, now. Right now, no. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Goo Goo Dolls. That's uh, fair that's, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> well played. Nothing to do with your penis. No connection whatsoever. I will spoil it for you guys. His dick is better than early Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't know. Like, but if you like, I don't know. Iris, I, uh... that was the tune of so many breakups. <laughs> Come on. And I'd give up forever. No dick is worth that emotional. But it's dicks that cause that emotional. Oh, <laughs> very deep. No, yeah, I think uh, public nudity, I, th- I feel like we're getting too into the Goo Goo Dolls, which is something I've never hoped for my life, especially my <laughs> adult life. Uh, but um, I just think I, public nudity is such a wonderful thing because we have... I mean, we're all so self-conscious about so many things, especially now that it's okay to be self-conscious about things, that, you know, it'd be nice to just get one thing out of there. I mean, we're never going to feel adequate as, like, human beings, but at least you can just walk around and be like, oh, I guess I look like this. That's fine. That's all right. There's no nip tuck for for what I got. I mean, I could get circumcised, but that's... Yeah. You, you basically unleashed the the worst excesses of the plastic surgeons on the world by having everyone walk around nude. But you know they got to eat too. What do you, what do you got against plastics? It's the it's the the material of the future. <laughs> I would say it's because public spaces are gross enough already. I don't need like the risk of actual buttholes touching anything that I might touch. So. Uh, well, I mean, if people okay, how about this? No gaping in public. Oh, don't no spread. Gaping. You don't... just lost a point. <laughs> the word gaping. One crack with another. I feel like how are you just... policing that? Like someone drops their keys and you're mm. like, you better you better squat or cover up. 
You're Why goddamn you right. You better squat. You don't spread <laughs> that shit. It's not. That's not for public consumption. All right. You keep. You keep it tight. You keep it clenched. <laughs> And also, I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't it do wonders for your self esteem to just know that someone found you hot? Just no. To be... <laughs> no. Well, not for women; they know anyway. We our our eyes are basically just boners in our faces. But <laughs> but I think that I think that there's something there's something to be said for you know walking around and 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 you just see you just see a woman wriggle a little. You go, oh shit, nice. I feel better. Wait, wait, hang on a minute. Step on my step. Wriggle a little. Yeah. Isn't that what women do when they're around? Well, you just see like a, a little wriggle. You see like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's, you caught the vapors. Are you talking about women or cartoons? Just so oh, sure. shit. I might be talking about cartoons, right, cartoon yeah. bunnies. Oh, damn. <laughs> the, the counterpoint of that world is just a bunch of horny men tacking into the wind. Oh. <laughs> that. Wait, explain yourself. Hold on. I need a reason Penis, for that. Wind. Well, I understand no, you... that, but you know, just it I guess the smell would be a problem. But maybe actually it might increase hygiene. From what I've heard from a lot of women, there's a lot of stinky dicks out there. Whereas you know, look a lot like if you it, I suppose like being a man, if you get a boner in some trousers, you can sort of hide it. But without mm. trousers, it's gonna look like you're all water divining. Yeah. Which, you know, good. I mean, the climate change is coming. We're all going to need a fresh water source. So, <laughs> you know, just follow them around. I don't, I, I guess I don't see, are, can you guys think of any downsides to public nudity? Um, so far, I've heard gaping, possible <laughs> butthole bacteria and um, sword fights when the wind blows. Mm. Um, sunburn? As a ginger, this is a massive concern of mine. Mm. And if I were made to walk around everywhere naked, I would shrivel up and die within minutes. Well, this I don't, is not a good long-term solution. I don't think we're arguing for mandatory public nudity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did miss, I did miss the beginning. We yeah. were swapping from the phone to the we computer. We cover you Fair in uh, sun lotion, and then you would be very slippery and hard to catch when doing crimes. There you go. Yeah, that's right. How and do you know I do crimes? I just guessed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guessed. You got a real pirate vibe, Dorian. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd say also, I mean, let's say even if it was mandatory, you could just buy a beautiful parasol. I feel like that industry has been lagging behind. We could bring it back. You look like a parasol guy anyway. You've got your long, luscious hair. There's a, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of upsides to this. What I'm saying is I feel like there's no big parasol. You'd be, you'd be contributing to college or cottage local industries handmade parasols for all the naked people. There's no downside to this, guys. Isn't there just going to be hair everywhere? Hang on. Like everywhere. <laughs> Every, everywhere. What do you, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what, what if? All right, all right. Example, you're in the park. You're wandering around, right? You go and sit on a bench. You look to your right. And there's someone spilt beer or something and it's sticky. And someone sat there and something's come off and there's just hair. I, 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 I can't live in a world like that where there's just the actually on, shedding. Can... People are like easily shedding, but not from face or hair or anything. They're shedding from elsewhere. The, the sitting point is one that needs to be brought up again because say you go to the, the hairdressers 
and the person in front of you has been naked the whole time, you have to sit in their butt walk. Oh! <laughs> That's oh. a horrible experience. And if we, public we nudity is just allowed generally, that is going to happen to some people. But I think that like like they would put like they put the cover over top of you when they're cutting your hair, they will put a cover underneath you. Because if nothing else, after COVID, we're all going to be sick of disinfecting surfaces. Buses. So, buses are gross anyways. I don't care how many clothes you're wearing. You're catching something. <laughs> yeah, but not butt warmth. I mean... Have you ever... Like... I've, I've sat in someone else's butt warmth on the bus on a cold winter day. And I got to say, I felt safe. <laughs> like a hug from underneath. <laughs> yeah, right? It's just like, oh, we're not so different after all. Did they wink at you when they stood up, knowing that you were going to sit in it? They played it so cool. They, they just got up like they didn't leave me a treat. It was like a surprise birthday party. Was, I thought it was very thoughtful of them. It was a, a it was an old lady too, so I was like, "Damn, you're going to live a long time. Good for you." Vintage. Yeah, that's a vintage that's... butt warm. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like something you could search on Etsy, doesn't it? <laughs> Primo. Has anyone ever actually been to a nude beach or any sort of nudist yes. environment? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. From your experience, who are the quickest to get naked? Old fat people. Every yeah. time. Every time. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I suspected. And um, no, thank you, please. <laughs> no, thank you. That's ageist and body shaming. They have every <laughs> right. I to feel get their exactly that way. Wrinkly fat bodies. <laughs> <out there>. Correct. <laughs> I'm not hearing any counter argument. You are just identifying the points I'm making. I think that they, uh, old fat people have very little to look forward to judging by the places I see them in. It's either nude beaches, weather spoons, or at a, a legal distance from schools. I think, <laughs> I think that they should be able to enjoy themselves however they want. If they want, if they want to get it out, get it out. If nothing else, that will prepare you for later in life when that inevitably happens to you because we all just get old and fat then you know then later on in life you won't feel so self-conscious about it because they set the precedent if anything it's freeing uh and it gives a reasonable account of what aging looks like mm. yeah. as opposed to nicole kidman's frozen face you know? <laughs> anyone got anything else no all right we'll call that one there laura what are you saying Okay, so I think the main arguments that we've had against are one, Dorian doesn't want to look at some people, <laughs> and two, ew, I would say, is the main argument the audience have put forward, ew. Um, and I feel like ew is not a valid argument particularly given the changes to society we've seen via COVID, I feel like sanitizer butt wipes and or disposable nappies for when you have to sit down <laughs> could become a thing in the same way we didn't think masks would be a thing this time two years ago. So I have to give it to Chris. Yes, yes. Also, one thing I just thought of is I think we'd see a huge rise in the use of bidets, which is just good for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> a genuinely clean butt. Yeah. All right, we got time for another Shouldn't Be a Crime. Anybody got anything? By the way, welcome to the show, Luke. Elliot, good to see you. Uh, feel free to hello, unmute hello. yourself. Luke, you got anything that, uh, that you wish uh, wasn't illegal or something you think should be? Um, 
I think well, one thing I was thinking that if they wanted to get the economy up right now is to legalize weed and tax it. Be easy de- way of making money. Delegalize okay. everything. Yeah. Okay, we can do we can do legalize everything. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> decriminalizing means everything. It's the best way to do it. Here's the problem with legalizing everything. It's not legalized. <laughs> not legalizing everything. It's not you already you spoke. Everything. You spoke. It's done. <laughs> um, here's the problem with legalizing everything: is when you legalize everything, there's nothing left to strive for. What are you gonna do, guys? I think that you know I would personally never do drugs again. What's left to live for? That's the point. Is to have fewer drug addicts. That's the entire point. You just made our case for us. Have you? How many Who, drug addicts do you know, Dorian? Not as many as I'd like, but also too many. I know a great deal, and they are super fun. Is that what you want? A less I fun disagree. world, Dorian? I disagree. Some of the most boring people I have ever had the discomfort of talking to have hmm. been massive stoners. You try and tell a stoner that you don't appreciate weed and you have just locked yourself into an hours long conversation about and you haven't just tried the right kind of weed yet. No, 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 no. Fewer drug drug addicts generally, fewer drug takers, um, I think leads to more interesting conversations. No, that's just because you're talking to potheads. That's your mistake. You got to up your drug game. You need to talk to people that are on heroin. They're beautiful. They have (laughs) a sense of the universe that we could all only dream of. My impression oh. is that all they do is just kind of sit there and go. Ugh. Oh no, that's that's train spotting talking. Keith Richards made most of your favorite albums on here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that shit was weaker back in the seventies. That now he was doing pure, like beautiful weed got stronger, heroin got watered down. Heroin's for babies now. Don't give your babies heroin. It's very rare that I do a disclaimer now. on the show. Don't do. Don't give your babies heroin. <laughs> Uh, Elliot, why do you why do you want to legalize everything? Is it's not more legalizing everything; it's decriminalizing everything. It's just better for recovery, getting people into therapy, and that's much better for the economy, much better for people in general. That if you get stopped and searched by the police, it's not for both all races and everything. It's just better for everyone. I would argue that having to avoid the cops builds character. Uh, it makes you think ahead. <laughs> it makes you plan. Uh, I think that that turns you into more of a grown-up. Also, I don't know if you've been watching the general political movements, but the ones that are most allied to fascism do not do drugs. Uh, I think that it's basically, if you want to avoid right-wing autocracies, you need to uh, encourage as much drug use as possible because that broadens the mind. And part of the problem with decriminalizing drugs is drug use actually falls, and therefore we're more likely to fall into some sort of straight edge uh, 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 hellscape. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah but the whole right don't <laughs> masturbate either. So I'm not sure they're really the people you wanna build your society around. I think then we should criminalize masturbation just in case, just to broaden our, <laughs> okay, broaden our foundation. I, I think you haven't seen a society that's f- like fully legalized all um, vices like this. Mm. And what I think you're missing the point is you said there that you've got these cops that are chasing people, building character. You've got people with untapped potential who are having to plan 
in this way for those kind of uh, activities to put all of their energy into pushing the drugs that we have, right? You said you want to see more drug use. Maybe if we legalize them all, you are opening up that untapped potential to start creating new vices we don't even know about yet. Now that's they, an argument. Damn, that's yeah. good. Things we can do. <laughs> like what? what? What kind of vices are you, are you foreseeing, Paul? I'm not living in this perfect world, but I'm talking about the kind of thing that makes your hands and feet come. You know, I'm talking about stuff that we don't even know about. Uh, well, I mean, there's Switzerland has uh, decriminalized all the drugs and uh, they're fucking Switzerland. Is that who you want to be? Is no, that what that's you want to We've already had that argument of decriminalizing versus legalizing. Mm. The decriminalizing has that judgmental element to it. It's got in the background, it's got Big Brother kind of saying, hey, hey, hey. We're not going to punish you, but maybe you you lay off. Mm. You legalize it. People start taking the drugs. Their minds open. You've you said yourself you want to see this expansion. Mm. Maybe that it's like machine learning, machines creating machines. Drugs might lead to greater drugs, mm. and our humanity could transcend this plane in a way that you, with your criminalization, <laughs> is holding us back. You yeah. are a dick. <laughs> Oh, not to put too fine a point on it, but fuck me, right? Uh, <laughs> that was great. I mean, my my only my only qualm with that is that um, when when you legalize all the drugs, when you stop having a stigma against it, then people start stop doing it as teenagers because it's not dangerous, and so then it doesn't they don't do it later in life because they haven't sort of fallen mm. on that track. Uh, so drug use actually falls off hugely and so you're less likely to have these brilliant creative thoughts uh, uh like um you know steve jobs credited acid for most of his best ideas um groucho marx took acid uh granted later in life when he was making garbage films but he was still a pretty <laughs> cool guy uh, <laughs> but that's i think that steve jobs is dead so i mean you're not helping your argument at this point yeah, but, shit but it, films it wasn't drugs that killed him it was the Segway guy we all know that look we don't know how it works <laughs> I think it could have been a whole thing. Point, your point makes my argument for me, though. You're saying that people get into more like experimental, dangerous things when they're younger. If they're not just falling back and being lazy, like, oh, I'll try weed, you know, like they're being basic, they might start, you know, innovating with more experimental drugs. I don't, I just don't see. I, I remember being a teenager vaguely, um, and we weren't. I was a pretty active kid. I did a lot of things and none of them were that creative. The most creative thing I did was I think we stole uh, a life-size Santa Claus, big plastic one from a store uh, while we were skipping school and we drove it out of the country and we set fire to it and we hit it with a car just because what else are you gonna do? Mm. Uh, but are you a drug addict? No. Then you're not the person oh, we're shit. talking about. But I have done a lot of drugs. I've done a lot of drugs. I mean, if any cops are watching, this is a game, and I'm talking <laughs> shit, but I've done a lot of drugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Paul, I think you might have sumped me. That was very good. I've got to go and check on my pasta date now. I'm outraged. I'm fucking outraged. <laughs> um, all right, we'll call that one there. Uh, Laura, I don't, I, I mean, you can rule on it, but I, I myself, sort of conceded so but. yeah i feel like your best argument there was the idea that t teenagers uh and i feel like we could just make it illegal for teenagers so that they still want to do it and then we still have that key demographic available for selling to once they're adults so i'm going to give that argument to the audience yeah totally fair well done guys good job good job that's uh, that's one one 
All right, so now we're going to go into the speed round. Uh, the way the speed round works is uh, we got two minutes on the clock. Oh, I forgot to check. Uh, Morgan and Josh, I hope that we can uh, put that two minute. There we go. Guys, I got two techs that are working on this, and I forgot to mention the speed round. And there's the clock right there. A couple of fucking pros. Um, so the way the speed round works is I go head to head with one of you. We do as many topics as we can <coughs> in, um, uh, in two minutes. So does anyone volunteer before I pick someone? Dorian, straight in there. All right. Unmute yourself, buddy. I didn't do very well in this in Edinburgh. I'm sorry, everybody. That's. I think you're going to kill it. You're, you're in your element now. You I know? had you on Malcolm X, if I remember correctly. Oh, all right. That sounds plausible. I, <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, Laura, have you got your topics? Yes. Good. Have I? I think, I think you printed it out. Yes, I, I have. Yes. Okay, great. Um, so just read about in whatever order you feel like. Okay. Uh, if you could just uh, mark down a point for each one, depending on who yeah. wins it, that would be great. All right. So we got two minutes on the clock. Dorian. Hold on. Hold on. Am I okay. arguing for or against? I was just going to ask, which would you Sorry. like to be? Uh, four. Four. Nice one. Breaking okay. the British streak of against that has gone on for years. Well played. <laughs> uh, okay. So you're going to be for everything. I'm going to be against everything. We got two minutes on the clock. Laura? Go. Staff. Staff, what, just generally? Yep. Yeah, well, they, they allow businesses to grow bigger and be more effective and serve more customers. And when you are a member of staff, you get to meet all kinds of interesting people. And uh, and yeah, why would you be against staff? Just it, have staff if you want to grow your business. It's selfish. Understand. It's selfish to be staff. Sorry, it's a speed round. Uh, it's, it's selfish to be staff. Uh, uh, just volunteer like a good human being. Why are you taking money from these benevolent billionaires? <laughs> Next. Okay. Uh, beards. I mean, obviously I'm in favor. Uh, they hide my hideous, horrible chin that no one has seen for over a decade now. Um, I think there are so many things you can do with beards. I mean, we can see just in this room alone, we've got small beards, we've got thick beards, uh, we've got patchy beards. I won't point you out, but they're great. Beards are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of shade in the room there. Nice. Um, beard, fuck beards. Uh, they are uh, uh, they're the symbol of a, a weak man who uh, gets his life together. Next. Dragons. Dragons are amazing. Who doesn't love dragons? Sure, they're not real or anything, but they prop up in so many myths from so many different parts of the world. And uh, they just, they're, they're massive flying dinosaurs that breathe fire. They're incredible. And uh, stories, every story is improved with the presence of a dragon. Put a dragon in any book and it becomes more exciting. Even if it just shows up for the last page, it's amazing. Dragons are awesome. Uh, dragons are uh, Chinese propaganda to increase firework sales. <laughs> I like fun. Um, dressing gowns. I love a dressing gown. These are all so easy. Dressing gowns are amazing. Uh, you put them on, you don't look naked. You're basically naked, but you don't look naked. You can answer the door to the postman and you don't look naked. Uh, uh, but then you can flash the postman. That's worse. He'd rather just deal with the nudity than the fear that it might emerge. That's the end of the speed round. <laughs> well done, Dorian. Good job. Uh, some very good arguments there. Mm. Uh, Laura, what are you saying? What was the score at the end of that? Uh, actually, you got two each there. I oh, gave shit. staff to Chris because Dorian was being very in favor of Jeff Bezos, and I wasn't here for that. Um, <laughs> Beards, I gave to the audience because chins are disgusting and we should never see them. Uh, <laughs> dragons, I gave to Chris because Dorian was advocating bad storytelling and I don't like it. And dressing guns, obviously, 
audience because what an argument you're naked but you don't look naked fantastic i love strong, it strong strong all right good job dorian so uh, i think the score is tied now still it's yeah three, three. you're still tied yeah three all all right we're gonna go into the second round now the second round is uh we have an option of two things we can either do um uh the carryover of the topic from the last round that we didn't use which was get out of here or we can do my personal favorite which is regrets uh, regrets is where you tell me something that you regret about your life and I tell you why it's the best thing you've ever done or you tell me something you're proud of and I tell you why you're a piece of shit for thinking that so uh, we'll do a cheer method as always so can you do me a cheer for uh, get out of here one two three total silence again fantastic all right we're gonna do regrets so uh, this is my favorite thing in the goddamn world I have uh I've solved some problems here, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so if uh, anyone wants to unload, feel free to give me a regret. What do you got, guys? Oh, the dog. Not just a Re dog. Yeah. <laughs> regrets right, being rescued. Let me back out. <laughs> I have something. Like, I regret not picking up comic books that I found. I really love comic books, and I used to collect them. And... I found in three separate occasions comic books that I will never find again. Uh, and I didn't get them, although I could, because I felt at the moment that I wasn't worthy enough. And I do regret oh. that, if not only for, not, not just for the object, but for feeling unworthy of not picking them up. Oh, man. So I regret that. I do regret that. That was so sweet. Um, Silas. Uh, what were the comic books? Just so, just so we've got some. Uh... Uh, one was a Harvey Picard, an American Splendor comic book that I had nice. found at the Notting Hill Exchange, and I knew the guys there. And when I picked it up, sometimes they would close up shop, and we would stay in and have beers, and they would give me stuff that were more expensive, much cheaper. Nice. And I came across that, and I was like, "Oh my God, how much is this?" And they were like, "Something." could be like 60 could be 70 take it for a fiver and i'm like no i'm not worthy of that like i, I can't like someone oh else who has done better in his life so far can pick this up and okay. that was well, one of them i would say uh comic books vasilis do not discriminate they are famous <laughs> for being available for people who have not gotten their lives together uh, I would say <laughs> that if there was any, it's like that and punk music, they don't give a shit about what your life was. You're fine. Um, also, I mean, full disclosure, Vasilis is a good friend of mine and you're amazing. Imagine Aww, being the kind of sweet person who feels like he doesn't deserve a deal. That's how Aww, like wonderful you. and thoughtful and kind Vasilis is. Um, I am not, but it moves me to hear it. I, I've got plenty of plenty of examples. Uh, so this is, I mean, Vasilis, I would say that it's a shame that you didn't get them. You will find them again because they they exist, and so they can they can be found. That's the beauty of commerce. Um, I would say that you knowing that you regret feeling like you weren't worth it shows that you know that you are worth it, and that was a, a temporary dip. And so, if nothing else. That gives you um, context for the next time you feel that way, where the next time you feel it, you can go, oh, I remember this. I regret feeling that way. I do deserve Harvey Picar. By the way, no one was worse than Harvey Picar. <laughs> I know, that makes it even worse. Horrific. You know? <laughs> he was such a bad guy. <laughs> so they should give his shit away for free just as community service. <laughs> he was a monster. He was exceptional at being... <laughs> Pitiful. 
Yes. Honest. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But yeah, I think, um, um, I mean, obviously don't, you know, don't do it again, but I think it's, it's good to uh, have our perceived weaknesses exposed in low stakes situations. That's Can so, I add something oh, to that? that? Oh, absolutely. The, I think there's like a sliding doors alternative version of the universe where you took that comic book for a fiver and then those lovely people that ran that place were 55 pounds short on their rent and lost the store <laughs> and and so you not taking that for undervaluing is as much about you not undervaluing what they do for a living and why there's a markup on these things so you kept that store afloat and you should feel double worthy for that thank you that's so kind unfortunately the the owners were not good people my friend worked there <laughs> occasionally they were super nice and that's why they didn't give a shit they were like <laughs> but i just had to pay something to show that something went in the in the till but like, but, but thank you i appreciate the sentiment though like I, good man all right well we'll we'll, we'll call we'll call that one there uh, uh, <laughs> thank you very so, much. Thank you. So it, it, did, it did make a difference. Thank you. All right. Well, that, I mean, he admitted it, so that's my point. <laughs> so, I'll give you the point. All right. Oh, we got another walker. We got a, a RJ's walking down the street. What's going on? Oh, hey. Uh, hey. No, you're good. I would just uh, we've had we've had a very very strange situations of people logging in. I appreciate it. People are getting involved before they're even home, which means a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm just in my office. Good man. We're doing uh, we're doing the regrets round. You got any regrets, RJ? Last time RJ did the regrets round, he told us that he regretted how he lost his virginity. It's true. Which which was pretty weird. Uh, so, um, <laughs> has anyone got any uh, regrets? RJ, you're very welcome. But anyone else? Have a regret. Oh, Alex, hit us. So I quit my job uh, nine days ago without nice. um, prospect of another one. Nice. Uh, in in which time I've found some kind of thing that might turn into a thing, but um, I still haven't told my parents and I'm now digging myself in a hole of lies, um, trying to explain with this other thing that's coming through mm. how it worked with my original job, which I now don't have. And um, I've got to um, find some way to break it to them without just just the lies falling apart first. You get me? I think so. So you've trapped yourself in a web of lies, and is that <laughs> is is that the regret? Is the lying the lying to your parents? Yeah, or is a it the bit. leaving the job? Just a little bit. No, no. Oh, oh, oh I'm so happy about the job and Good. the fact Good. that I'm unemployed. I'm fine with it. It's cool. So it's it's the lying to your parents, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, guys. Uh, show of hands in the audience. Who here doesn't lie to their parents? <laughs> oh fuck. Exactly. Oh, Guys, they're made to lie to. It's the <laughs> That's the deal. They lie to you as a kid, you lie to them as an adult. It's a back and forth give and take situation. I think that uh lying to your parents is a victimless crime. <laughs> uh they love you regardless. There's nothing you can do to kick them out of your life. Uh and so if it makes you feel better to keep them in the dark, fuck them. They're old. They'll be fine. They've <laughs> they've They've lived a life. How old are your parents now? Oh, um, they won't like me saying it. They're, they're over 60, both. Over 60. I mean, we're not going to look them up, Alex. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, who knows? <laughs> not again, anyway. The, the surname's out there. 
Oh, yeah. fair enough. All right. So yeah, because no a, one go to my go find my parents. Okay, oh, guys, I, I don't need this in my life. I feel like if nothing else, now people are more likely to try to find your parents. Oh, <laughs> gonna... oh no, it's over. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get them. I'm just gonna be like, look, don't worry about it. But put your privacy walls up. It's a, it's a thing. It's fine. Why well, say, um, Alex? See, you this think... kind of paranoia is the thing that we could avoid if cannabis was legalized and everybody stopped doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, would you? Um, do you think your parents have been totally uh, honest with you about their lives? Oh no! In fact, um, I've I've got um, if the, if they come at me, I'm gonna use I'm at you. The, Jesus. Yeah. No, well, if they if they say shit, I'm just gonna be like, well, you didn't tell me that my cat died um, until I did all my my uni work. But I'm still I still feel bad about lying to them. But that's my Whoa, that's my. Hold I'm ready. on. Hold on. <laughs> just what imagine was that? Just cat dying age six. Just, no, just it was uni work. This was like three years ago. No, this was no, this was last year. Oh, so mad. That makes that makes it sound like they like you were asking them, is my cat alive? And they're like, you finish your uni work before we answer that. Schrodinger's <laughs> 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 essay. I, you had summon in and you'll find out, mate. Yeah, that's I feel like I feel like your parents, they sound like monsters. Uh, <laughs> it's just my mom. I, mean, I think <laughs> if nothing else, you should be lying to them more. And you should you should bask in it. They, they, they sound like they don't have your best interests at heart. It sounds like they killed your cat, if I'm honest. <laughs> so, unproven. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, they're you know they're old. They're not dumb. Uh, I... <laughs> they, if anything, they know loads more ways to kill a cat. Absolutely, they've had <laughs> enough time to figure it out. It's not the first out. cat that's died since I've been gone. So I mean, since you've Do been they know gone, they're supposed to feed them. It's for uni. No, no, no. They, they, they feed them. It, it, it was both Arsenic? times. It was some kind of cancer, which again is like, hey, cancer could mean a lot of things. How did this happen? Is this confirmed? I haven't seen the records. I haven't seen the medical I don't know records. If cancer can mean a lot of things. I think no, it's, pre it's pretty, it's pretty well, bare I mean, bones. you could say anything's cancer. I mean, you shave someone's head <laughs> no, and you just no. go, he's dying of cancer. I wouldn't know the difference. I'm not going to go, no. well, can I see, can I see your x rays? Like, I don't, I don't, even if I did, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the difference. Is that true? Alex, or is darling, it just a are you all right? <laughs> no, no, I, I've been waiting on this for a while. Should we be coming over? <laughs> I just feel like if your video I'm goes gonna dead, go I'm get gonna a hug. So I'm gonna you. go. I'm oh. gonna get Morgan to give me a hug. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Can I put a regret out there of joining Alex's therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys are on Aww. gallery, you can see a hugs going on right now. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Morgan, your housemate's a lunatic, and he's gonna kill your yeah, cat. I feel weird. <laughs> it's really warm. <laughs> Uh, Alex, I think, I mean, I don't hear anything for you to regret here. I mean, there are things that you didn't talk about regretting about your life that you probably should. You seem like a pretty <laughs> frantic guy. We're all pretty worried about you now. But uh, <laughs> but as for this lying thing, your parents sound like fucking outlaws, man. They sound like scoundrels. <laughs> I think uh, if you didn't lie to them, I think it sounds like they might be disappointed in you. So if anything else, if nothing else, you're living up to, you know, the family ways and they might just be proud of you. Wow. And if I nothing else, you've done this. very well in lying to yourself, at, <laughs> at convincing yourself that you quit that job rather than being asked to leave. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was a lot of cat cancer rants going on yeah. or whatever that job was. <laughs> the cats and the 5G. <laughs> they made a smart choice. <laughs> All right, we'll call that one there. Laura, what are you saying?
Um, I, do you know what? I'm just so genuinely worried. I'm going to give the point to Alex and oh. Alex alone. Um, just because I feel like he needs something positive Sympathy in his life. Yeah, I need so that. I'm I making a third segment of my score sheet. The audience is on three, Chris is on four, and Alex is on one. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Petty points. Alex, it only gets worse. Oh, no, this is not helping. Um, this is actually worse. Okay. I, I really hope that new project works out for you, man, because you are not hireable. Uh, <laughs> um, just as a quick uh, aside to Luke, who regretted hearing Alex's therapy session, um, I would say, if nothing else, I bet you feel better about your life right now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, for knowing Alex for a long time, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not long enough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Definitely long enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Uh, we got time for one more quick regret if anyone has anything. Otherwise, we'll move on to the speed round. Anyone got yeah, anything got they want to get off Chris. the chest? Oh, Paul, yeah. what do you got? I regret uh, every skeleton I've excavated. Every skeleton you've excavated. Now, for, yeah. anyone, for anyone that doesn't know Paul, that might sound like a very uh, terrifying sentence. Uh, he's not a grave robber. He is an archaeologist, which is a grave robber with a pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm starting to come around to that particular yeah. viewpoint, to be honest. I mean, I've I've known you for a while, and you have talked about a lot of your uh, skeletal remains uh, mm-hmm. that you've discovered, and always with glee in your eyes. Yes, even I'm starting to regret that. Even when we talked about like kids' bones, you were like, "They're pretty small." It's, yeah. Wow. And these are yeah. and these are like he didn't kill these kids. I want everyone to know that. That's very important. These kids died of, I don't know, old age probably. It was the 1800s. <laughs> uh, so uh, why what why the sudden change? It's been over sort of the last year. Um, I've been asked to start writing articles about archaeology and skepticism. And one of the first things I did was about an ancient alien mummy in the Atacama Desert, um, which turned out to be not an alien. uh, Shocker. I know. uh, But instead, a a mummified uh, fetus that was purchased by um, someone who didn't live in the country and now keeps it in their private collection. And I was sort of like, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of shitty stuff I've been doing. So, uh, well, not that particular. Hold on. Wait, what are you, well, what are you doing wait, wait, outside wait, wait, of wait, the wait. job? And I congratulated yeah, you no. on becoming a father last year. Are we finding out it was some kind of desiccated jar baby? I have only accidentally brought home bones once, right? That was it, it, on the bottom of my shoe. I had a finger. It was an accident. <laughs> That's pretty wow. that's pretty good so what what so are you worried that you your discoveries will turn into someone else's no weird chris thing? we are not done with the fetus <laughs> mummies you don't hear something like that and just be like doop, 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 doop. no <laughs> hang on a minute how many fetuses do you have in your house <laughs> not in the house like around Orange. the desk i've got a dog under the desk at work and a live I, dog though not like a dog fetus in a jar no 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 like a, like a in a box and um, I think downstairs there's about four or five infants in the in the warehouse right now. But yeah, I in think in warehouse. our offices, right. I think in the offices there's about a hundred people in boxes. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean they're similar dead. to Amazon then. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> okay. I um. So what 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 are you worried about this turning into? I just think it's right. First of all, it's incredibly exploitative for the of, of excavating, and a lot of my sites have been turned into documentaries, and they're just showing the pictures of the people. 
And I don't think when they died, first of all, they knew what TV was. And secondly, like they can't give consent. You, if you're on TV now, yeah. you have to sign a consent form. Yeah. And just because these guys died and they tend to be like poor people, mm. we're like, hey, look at this dickhead's leg. I don't think it's to do with how much money they're, they're fucking dead, Paul. No, but the reason yeah, they get like dug they're up is dead. because it tends to be poorer. Like one of them. No, is, the reason like, they the... get dug up is that they're dead. <laughs> yeah. So they have yeah, no opinions on any of this. Yeah, we're not we're not digging out people that are buried it. in sand on the beach. It's a very yeah. different. It's not a fun day out. These guys were dead I for years. I just feel like the opinions of dead people is so far down my priority list. <laughs> <laughs> Like, unless we get to the end and life is directed by M. Night Shyamalan and you've got to explain to all these guys and I'll be like, oh, sorry, yeah, you were great documentaries. Yeah. I just don't think they care, Paul. Worry about the living. Yeah. You could what? literally play a xylophone with all the leg bones you've ever found and no one will give a shit because they're yeah, fucking can. dead. Now who's thinking about cartoons, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Paul. There's no, there's, there's a, there's nothing to regret here. They don't, uh, they, they don't, they're not going to haunt you. They're not upset about it. They, they. I mean, if you're digging them up and they're in these numbers, that was probably like a pretty shitty grave in the first place, right? We're not talking Tutankhamun here, and so they probably didn't want to be buried when they were buried at all. So thanks for moving me, Paul. This was a shithole. I hate this poor neighborhood. <laughs> Get me out of here into a nice box. This box is made of nicer wood than my house was made of. Thanks, Paul. I was a poor person in the 1700s. <laughs> Paul, there's yeah, like, fair enough. <laughs> Paul, there's so many things with them that you could have done that you didn't as well. And you got to feel you good about that. You don't know that. You do not know that. <laughs> I've, I, uh, I, think, I think the fact that you regret it speaks to the fact that you don't fuck them bones. <laughs> and I regret missing yeah. the opportunity. <laughs> you could have you built a spooky temple exclusively from them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that would have been terrible. That would have been a lot of bones as well, because you would have put the work in, which is a bad sign. Well, I've dug up 500 skeletons, so I'll have, I've had the bones. Oh. Yeah, good. Who cares? They're dead. Make a Jenga pile. Bring your kid. <laughs> Doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're gone. You're good. And, um, and a lot of the things you've dug them up for have been, like, projects. It's not like you're just curious. So you're like, hmm? Probably some bones down here. You're not, you're not fucking Igor, you know. It's always been to move them, and you're pretty respectful, you know. You don't come in with a hammer and just smash them out. You dust them off like it's Jurassic Park, and and you try to get them out of there. So I think, I think if nothing else, you're treating them with much more respect than the worms did. Mm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Good. Happy, happy to unburden you, my friend. Mm. <laughs> all right laura what are you saying i'm giving it to you chris because i fully agree they're dead who nice. gives a shit fuck them these stupid kill someone dead first, idiots you do what you want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's the end of the regrets round laura what's the score the score is five points to chris three points to the audience one to alex alex i'm, I'm gonna give two <laughs> points to that fetus as well because i feel bad for that oh, <laughs> you, fucking fetus <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna go into the second speed round now oh excuse me uh you guys saw how well dorian did the last one anyone wanna anyone wanna tango all right i'm i'm picking miles miles oh, you're in Paul has his finger. Oh, Paul, oh paul's got his finger up yeah there's no oh. one going for it miles you're off the hook unless you want it man 
I'll give it to Paul. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. Two minutes on the clock, please. There we go. All right. And uh, Paul, do you want to be for or against whatever we're about to say? Let's go with four. Why not? Four. Good man. Two, two positive British people. You guys, everything's changing. It's a beautiful day. Um, all right. So, Laura, you've got your list there. Uh, yes. Ready? Good. Yeah. Paul's ready. Let's go. Speed round. Nightmares. Nightmares. Mm. It's just the way of the brain processing what went through the day so you can make you stronger the next day. Uh, if I wanted to think about what happened during the day, I wouldn't have a smartphone. Fuck you, nightmares. Next. <laughs> um, babies. Um, they are the single greatest things in the world. And there's one currently being taught to call Chris Uncle Chris. Oh, that's sabotage. This is bullshit. Um, uh, babies uh, sometimes die and then are traded as alien fetuses, and they really bum up my friend Paul. Okay. Um, the moon. Um, yeah, it gives us tides, um, which allows uh, many indigenous fishing communities to survive. Uh, if the moon's so, if the moon's so great, then why is that what we call showing our butt? Mm, good argument. Um, uh, um, pianos. Uh, pianos are some of the most beautiful music that humanity ever created was written for the piano. And um, it's a wonderful way of showing that you have money and a small dick. All right. Uh, but, wow. Really <laughs> hit, let them have it with the piano stuff there at the end. Um, I, pianos are just uh, shit, non-stretchy accordions. I agree. Okay. I didn't know I thought that until I did. Um, uh, Sainsbury's. I've, um, they've been there for us during lockdown and they've got a really weird line in Maudlin adverts about World War One. Uh, the name is confusing. I can never remember if there's an apostrophe or not. I'm here to shop, not do grammar. Okay. Um, the film Frozen. Um, it keeps kids so quiet and you need that. It keeps them quiet while they're watching it, and it keeps them singing Let It Go the rest of the goddamn time. Fuck that movie. Monopoly. Oh, no, fuck Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the speed round. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. It was a bit of a whitewash. Um, one, two, three, four, five to Chris, two yes. to Paul. Um, you conceded on Monopoly, Paul. I gave babies to Paul. Um, I also gave Frozen to Paul. However, the moon, the butts argument, what could I do there? Nightmares, <laughs> I agree. No one wants to think. Sainsbury's, yes. And I can't remember what the other one was because I forgot about the list and just said a word. Fair enough. So, I like it. Five it was to two. Yeah, good it job. Pianos. It was pianos. Yeah, shit, sideways accordions. I didn't know I thought that until I said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to go into the final round now. So what is the, what's the score right now, Laura? The score right now is one and a half to Alex for hey! coming in there. Well done. <laughs> go up. Yep. Um, the fetus has lost one um, during that <laughs> round. I'm not, I can't remember what it did, but it annoyed me. Uh, the audience is on five and Chris is on ten. Oh, shit. This is a slaughter, you guys. Oh, decimated so i'm ahead by five going into the final round but luckily for you the final round is worth six points woot, woot. all right we've got it all to play for so uh the final round is laura's choice uh laura you have picked a topic but before you say what it is i need the audience to decide whether they want to be for or against 
whatever you're about to say. So uh, I think we'll do it by show of hands because uh, with Zoom audio, sometimes cheers don't don't work out. So guys, show of hands. Who wants to be against whatever Laura's about to say? Woo! Okay, we got four there. Show of hands. Who wants to be four? That was three. Two people didn't vote. SJ Summer does not give a shit. And Paul <laughs> is back to cooking. So we're going to go with, oh, he's plating it out. What a good husband and father he is when he's not digging up bones. Uh, so, so you guys are going to be against. I'm going to be for Laura, what am I supporting? You are supporting um, the game of netball. The game of netball. Excellent. Uh, that is tough because I am Canadian. And so we do not have netball um clarify for me is it it's basically like a combination of ultimate frisbee and basketball where you're not allowed to move and there's no backboard yeah i can't clarify it i'm afraid i can just give you the words netball oh my god so you're a very tough judge mm. um okay netball you know it's good because they didn't need a fancy name they don't need a logo. They don't need to sass it up. It's just a fucking net and a ball. And that's it. What else What else do you need? It's perfect for, I grew up in Canada. And so a lot of people played hockey, but you needed a lot of money to play hockey to afford the pads. You know what you don't need a lot of money for? Nets and balls. You know what you do need a lot of money for? A giant hoop, three fucking meters in the air. Who's got a hoop that high? It's completely unrealistic. You cannot play it at home. You can only play it at school. I am starting to see my disadvantage and not knowing anything about this sport. <laughs> <coughs> okay, but it allows you to improvise. Let's say you've got a very tall friend with very long arms. <laughs> Just hoop it out. I think, uh, uh, I think that a game like that encourages um, uh, creativity in the kids that want to play it because you don't have the parts for yourself. And so you may, it's like stickball, you know? You can't play baseball. Netball is perhaps the least creative sport that I'm aware of since you are so rigidly defined to a specific role within the team and a tiny area of the pitch uh, court uh, within which you are allowed to move. Um, it, it allows no creativity on the part. You are either the person who scores the goals, the person who tries to stop the other person from scoring, or the loser in the middle who catches and then gives it to one of the cooler people. Mm. I, I would say it's weird that there's a position based on coolness. Uh, that's, that that's exists very... in every sport it's just more explicit in netball um i think the fact that there are so many limitations limitations actually breed creativity because if you have no limitations and you don't have to think about how to subvert them so thank you netball for building a stronger smarter generation um <laughs> i would i'm i'm glad that there are cool people in it because that teaches kids about who matters and who doesn't in life it's very uh lesson uh how how is the scoring in netball is it one point or is it something wacky no it's just a point just one point perfect nice and simple none of the six points and then an extra point football bullshit um, <laughs> it's a sport that was specifically created to try and make women do less it is a sexist sport because they didn't want them running around bless their little hearts sweating it is uh, robs women of um the the shibboleth that is football and that uh, that global kind of fraternity and it traps them in these kind of almost like, like know your role limitations uh well you know we're all looking for a sense of identity uh i think uh <laughs> 
it's yeah, uh, if, I, if I may paraphrase Laura for a second, uh, <laughs> uh, men have the incredible advantage of being able to go into any pub anywhere in the world and say, "Oh, did you hear Maradona died today?" And then you've got a conversation going, and no one is doing that about netball anywhere in the world. It's yes. not a conversation starter. Can I, yes. can, I just, can I just point out as well that no one's really said it. It's just basically a shit version of basketball where you have to stop every single time. So it's kind of similar to like basketball if you had motor neuron disease. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's time we involved uh, the handy capable in more sports. Thank you, Netball. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about Netball, but the, the level of frustration that Dorian seems to have that it was really something horrible and traumatizing. So I'm, I'm thinking there's a story there. What was traumatizing about it was that I was a boy and wasn't allowed to play netball. It's the fact that not only are women forced to play it, but mm -hmm. it's excluded from men. I wanted to try all the different sports. I really liked rounders when I was a child and they wouldn't let me play it as much because the boys had to go and play football. Sometimes mm -hmm. I wanted to play netball and Laura and other women may have felt locked into netball, but I felt locked out. And I just think excluding people based on, on sex in either direction is dumb and bad. That is not netball's fault. That is a dumb problem with the patriarchy. We can, uh, we can get rid of the sexist part and just let boys play netball. I don't think, I don't think it has to be sexist. There's no like anti-penis rule in it, right? There's no- uh, My school let me play netball and the bullying was brutal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do usually have to wear a skirt as well in netball so it, it does exclude men a bit further on that basis uh but it's a new enlightened generation harry styles is wearing dresses every other day i feel like you're gonna see a lot of boys wearing skirts and that might actually be a selling point at this point i don't think that when you let boys in you change the dress code at all keep it skirts <laughs> i feel like that up. i feel like that harry styles point kind of more goes against you than anything else <laughs> i uh know about as much about harry styles as i do about netball if i'm honest i just <laughs> dresses. Yeah, but boys own fewer skirts. So all you're doing is excluding the boys who can't afford skirts. If you let boys in but make them wear skirts, then then you've only letting the rich boys in, and everyone knows that ruins everything. You just you just look what it did gusset. to stand up. You just cut the gusset out of the shorts. <laughs> Natural skirt just opens right up. That's a you know just. A who's going to some... do that, Chris? Their mums. Sexism. <laughs> Or their dads. Again, I don't know. <laughs> it's the sexism is not the sport's fault. I feel like you're taking a lot out on, on netball that is really the problem of, of guys. Uh, I think that netball is pure. You know, netball doesn't want this. Netball wants you, Dorian. Netball wants you to go to its giant stupid hoop and not move <laughs> and, and have to pass to cooler people. I think that all these things are things that it would welcome for you if you would only let it in. It's so much better than football. It's not fo true. Football. This isn't true. You're you're trying to make some <laughs> argument on behalf of what you want netball to be in your Canadian brain, which is learning about it for the first time. But none of this is true. Netball fucking sucks, Chris. All right. All right. Pivot. Okay, pivot. Because Dorian... Don't you dare say pivot. Dorian... Don't you dare say pivot. That is exactly what the girls are taught to do constantly. Yeah. With one foot stuck on the ground right. and the other foot fucking pivoting.
Yeah, so, Chris, as a, as a fellow Canadian, I just Googled netball because I have no idea what it is, and it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a there's a hoop on the top of a big stick. Yeah. Not not like not with a backboard like uh, like basketball. So no it's just a, a, a hoop sitting on the top of a stick. Yeah, great. That's a throwback to old school basketball when it was Peach Baskets and James Naismith. That's honoring your heritage. And I would say, finally, a sport for asthmatics. Thanks, netball. These wheezy <laughs> hey, bastards can't bowling. play a damn thing. That's not a sport. That's a retirement option when your kids stop calling. Uh, <laughs> I think that all, all that's happened is that netball has been relegated to being a sexist thing when really it's an opportunity for the less breathy. We have cricket, golf, uh, bulls, darts, snooker. How long have I got? Like there are plenty of sports you can do without actually having to run that far. I'm pretty sure cricket. you still have to run in netball as well at certain yeah. points. More than you do in all of the sports I just mentioned. Man, I really, I, I would really benefit from knowing anything at all about netball right now. Uh, this is rough. I really wish I hadn't made the points worth the difference plus one. Just uh, like the Olympics, so they're only relevant <laughs> in the Olympics. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm running, I'm running out of steam here. There's only so many things I can make up about netball. You put up a good fight. I think you can't. There's not much point in. I was, I was interested, and when you said. You know, because I, generally speaking, am very anti-netball. So you had it hard, Chris. Um, but you made a, you you made a, a very bit. good point about removing netball from the inherent sexism of the British educational system. And so I was like, oh, okay. But then you used the word Hello. gusset. <laughs> yes. yeah. And yeah. I just immediately gave the points to the audience. Oh, punished for a great vocabulary. Because Aww. the word gusset is disgusting. <laughs> and no one should ever say gusset. I just, uh, ah, ooh, there. gusset. Horrible. Or just lost six points for saying it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you guys win. Congratulations. <laughs> What an outrage to lose on vocabulary. Jesus. <laughs> right down to the wire. My God. How did I lose when I was up 10 to 5? This is a travesty. In my defense, I think I did a pretty good job for arguing in favor of something that I don't even think I knew existed before this. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, make sure to follow Laura. She's at, at Laura Lex with two X's on Twitter. She's at Lex Laura, also with two X's on Instagram, which is a little confusing. But, you know, we set up these accounts over a period of time and we don't always uh, synergize. How about that for a word? Also, Laura wrote a book. It's called uh, Klopp Actually, K-L-O-P-P, -P, about I, uh, Liverpool's fo Liverpool football team's manager. Uh, it is sort of a, a, a talk about anxiety and football, and it's very funny. It started with a tweet thread that went viral and then immediately turned into a book. I can't believe the timeline that she was able to turn this thing into a book. And it's not, um, we talk about this in the extra episode, but it's not just the tweets. There's a bunch of almost like short moments. It's almost written, not like a diary, but like um, kind of like, did you ever see the movie Boyhood? that was filmed over 15 years where it's it's sort of moments from this life 
it's kind of like that and it's it's very um silly and funny and well written and she did a ton of research into football so if you're a football fan you won't be let down there are some real deep cut football uh puns in there so uh buy that if you want to buy it i recommend i mean you can buy it anywhere um online or in the uk at least but if you want to help laura out at pretty much no extra cost to yourself you can buy it on her website lauralex.com and she will get like all the money instead of pennies from amazon plus she'll sign it for you so you can get it as a christmas gift you got tons of time to get it as a christmas gift for a friend or just for yourself if you're interested that's it for this week we're going to be back this wednesday december 2nd with glenn wool who is one of my favorite comedians and a great guy he's a canadian comedian i remember seeing him live at the end of i think i'd been watching stand-up for 11 hours when i went to go do south by southwest <sighs> gotta be eight years ago and I, I just sat in wanda's which is where all the stand-up was going on and because you know i was doing stand-up mostly at open mics in montreal and this was a bunch of my heroes are doing this so i sat for 11 hours and just watched stand-up straight through like real nerd but i had a great day glenn wool came up at the end of an 11 hour comedy shift for me and no one made me laugh harder i really think he's fantastic i think it's going to be such a fun show i've been trying to get him to do the show for ages so i'm really glad to finally get him and the judge is going to be paul byrne who is a comedy director and just a crazy funny guy he's a good f friend of glenn's which is why i wanted to pair them together and a good friend of mine i've known him for years so I think that's going to be a great one. That's going to be at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, December 2nd, live streamed on my YouTube channel and on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash chrisbetts. So if you want to check those out and play along in the comments, you're very welcome. Otherwise, as always, you can sign up to my Patreon, patreon.com slash mrchrisbetts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mrchrisbetts. That's mrchrisbetts. I don't think there's anything else. I hope you all stay safe. I hope that you're uh, bundled. It's winter now. Don't be brave. Put on a scarf. I will talk to you next week. Take care.